0: Hundred pills, Hundred pills, Hundred pills, Hundred pills.
1: pals this week we're known as the our guys aren't they our guys podcast. podcast just a couple of guys talking about arrival um which is the latest film we watched
0: just yesterday just yesterday uh from Denis villeneuve yep who were we were talking about this week yes. he's a director from montreal and he's uh making making he's making movies
1: he's making a name for himself before we get ahead of ourselves i think we should run the jingle for our guys do we have one
0: um, wait. You mean like the Pals jingle?
1: Well, we. I mean, we. Yeah, we got a jingle. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's cut to the jingle.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Um, you know how we should have started
2: this podcast? How's we that? We should have started it with like all of us talking about how much we like the movie and then at some point it's like i don't understand what positive opinion it's like oh no yeah. we should preface this by saying that
1: freeman out of the three of us i don't want to say despises this movie i don't like it he does not like it i don't like he it did, i remember i remember at one i've point, seen it twice and you said the second time that you liked it more not that In i be liking me- it
2: that's that's fair Um, it's like when i rewatched django unchained for the second time i liked it less but i felt better about i mean you liked it it more i liked no (laughs) because like when i first saw django unchained i was like and then when the second time i saw it i was like i'm fine with not being the biggest fan of this movie because i don't think it's a great movie
1: Chango Chained is good, except for the last 30 minutes. It gets a, too long then. But that's besides the point. I watched half of it on a plane. I I'll would watch the better half of it. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're working on Freeman's, Freeman's uh, review, that's all you need to I see. I mean,
2: but. If, if we want to talk about Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> oh, I love that movie.
1: <laughs> I don't think we'll ever agree on a movie, Freeman. Do I, you like
2: Pulp Fiction? Yeah. I love Pulp Fiction. Okay, there we go. I think Reservoir Dogs is better. I don't agree, but I see what you're saying. I've I've liked Reservoir Dogs better at points in my life. So.
0: Yeah. When I was seven, <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, oh, eh, an yeah. <laughs> Um We're getting a little
1: besides the point, though. Uh, Arrival, um, which is a movie that came out uh, actually really recently compared to most of the movies we've watched. Um, yeah, I think for the this last podcast,
2: two movies we've watched have been the most recent.
1: Yeah, stories we tell, which was last week's podcast, was 2012, I want to say. Yeah, uh, and then Arrival was 2015, um, which was uh, yeah, was 2016. oh 2016. Holy wow! Yeah, time goes a lot faster when you pay attention to it. Right um, I saw
2: a video that was posted in 2015. I was like, oh, that's just last. Wait a minute.
1: Yeah, and we're already about you know close to halfway. Well, not even close to halfway.
0: It's got everything. It's got Amy Adams. It's got Jeremy Renner. It's got that guy that was in Vantage Point. I know he's been in Martha. There were a lot things. of people in Vantage Point. you about Oscar winning Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was the trying to figure out the only Oscar winner in this cast. I was
1: trying to run through the cast of Vantage Point to see who he was talking <laughs> about, and I couldn't get to Forrest Whitaker fast enough. Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid, <laughs> Matthew Fox. I knew, Sigourney I knew Wieser. he was
0: going to live through Arrival because I saw. Him. <laughs> <laughs> nice subtle reference. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, Arrival came out uh, 2016. Uh, I think like August 2016. It's almost
0: um, Universal.
2: Got Amy to, Adams of Miss March
0: fame. Was, no, she was not she was in not Miss March. March. No,
2: a different March movie. No, she was in Leap
0: Year. That one. That's February. <laughs> That's February. <laughs> Damn
1: it. Um. Anyway, okay, yeah. So it came out to almost it, the the whole the whole uh,
2: huge success.
1: Huge success. Which huge which success. I, I nominated for
2: many Oscars
1: and Golden Globes. Golden Globes, Oscars, uh, lots of awards across the board. It had like I mean on on Rotten Tomatoes controversial though that might be right now um had something like 93 percent uh and i just wanted to kind of tail off of that and, and comment on Denisville villanova at least for the past four years has been putting out like a movie every year he's yeah prisoners enemy sicario arrival last four <laughs> years movie a year
0: are we talking about his other like next floor and stuff or no is that not for this?
1: Um, I think we can just probably focus on Arrival. I think there's yeah. plenty enough to be said yeah, about Arrival. Yeah, going to be a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I think... I, I will think say
2: I like Next Floor, a short film that he made uh, a lot more than anything else I've seen.
1: Next Floor is great. Um, but no, I, I think I think one thing to take into consideration, um, I mean, maybe superfluously or not, but, but is is that... Is that He's had an incredible output in terms of just mm. work. Like, to put out four movies in four years is insane.
2: And he's putting out one this year.
1: And he's putting one out this year, Blade
2: Runner 2049. Mm. Slightly worried, because it's... I know. think that'll be fine. I'd be more worried about Doom if I were you. Dune is going to be a trainer.
1: Big no story. How you yeah. Do it. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's 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 had an incredible track record, uh, an incredible work ethic and work output, and all these different things. I don't really know about his work ethic specifically, but but um, it's terrible. He just gets but distracted. But the guy, the guys, the guy's a machine, and uh, and he put a rival out to to Universal claim. Freeman... 93%. <laughs> uh, so Freeman well, notwithstanding.
2: 93%. There's 7% of critics. Do you count for 7% of me. all no, critics? No! On Demandus, you said it
0: was 93%. There's 7% of critics. That That's true. true. New Montreal shirt. We are the
2: 7%. <laughs> I am the 7%. You
0: are the, <laughs> it's just a, it's picture, a picture of, of Freeman's it's just your <laughs> face.
1: Um, but yeah, so so the film... the film as, <laughs> I'm sure most people are aware because it was a pretty popular movie, but the film follows amy adams as a linguist who is hired by the u.s government to Michael try
2: stuhlbarg
1: yes who underrated in so many levels um
2: he's like weirdly enough he's is it sienna miller who's been in like every best picture nominee for the last like two years american and sniper she was in american sniper she was in black mass she was in oh, like she was in black mass. a ton of movies out of nowhere, and she's been getting like universe and still nobody talks about her. So, yeah. Michael Stuhlbarg.
0: Wait, who was she in this movie? She was not in this one. But
2: I'm saying no. Michael Stuhlbarg, the CIA guy, is like the male oh, equivalent. Yeah, because he's, he's in a lot of in he's in a lot of
1: he was in Steve Jobs, he was in Seven Psychopaths, he was Doctor, was Strange. Doctor Strange. Holy crap, he was in Doctor Strange. Anyway, um, yeah. So the movie terribly followed. underused. Terribly underused. But um, Hugo. Who's in yep. Um, movie follows amy adams as she's hired by the us government to try and uh communicate with aliens um seeing as she's a linguist uh so she and jeremy renner who is a theoretical physicist mathematician scientist of some sort he's quippy um he's quippy he, uh they they work together Hawkeye. guy <laughs> and uh and we learn things about ourselves more. and she does it she
0: talks to the aliens she talks and to the aliens
1: away. and they go away that's that's the movie that's really they're spoiler like, alert <laughs> that's, that is the we movie we need
0: to talk to the aliens she talks to them and yep <laughs> they leave <laughs> um okay so yeah we should I'll, I'll make a spoiler jingle fuck
1: <laughs> Tim you keep burying yourself in work but ready <laughs>
0: No, we have to run the spoiler jingle at the beginning of the podcast. So if you knows. haven't
2: seen Arrival, I'd say <laughs> don't. But if you want to listen to this podcast, then you probably should watch it. Or if you're like me and probably don't really care, you can keep listening. you know that we're going to spoil the shit out of <laughs> I feel like it. You didn't release it. You said just every option. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, do whatever you want. Hey, really. man, I
2: speak for the people. You all are the, seven, the people. All 7%. I, you are the 93%. I am your god.
1: Um... I like it. You I, love it. It was your
2: favorite movie of twenty sixteen.
1: Yes, I, I, I will say, I'm a, I'm a big, um, <clears throat> I don't know what fans of Denis Villeneuve call themselves, Villheads, Denaniac? No. Denaniac. Sure, um, but I'm, 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 Villain. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding the hype train, the hype train right now. I like a lot of his movies. I will say, having watched Arrival twice, I came away with a couple more, um, like conservative or, or like critiquing type of. Views. That was a tough sentence for me. Um, Being, what would you say that your favorite of the Villeneuve is? Nice. Thank you. Because you almost <laughs> said you almost said that last night. Um, it might be a rival. Although, see, this is gonna be dumb because I'm gonna say I was gonna say it might be Arrival, but it might also be Prisoners or Sicario. And Enemy's really good, so that's that's a dumb. Sicario question. was really
0: good. I thought. Did
2: you see, see Sicario? I did see Sicario. You didn't
1: yeah. like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like the last 15 minutes when Benicio del Toro is taking up the compound. Oh, Otherwise, that was brutal. So I thought it was all.
1: Um, <laughs> no, but but I, I will say I thought Arrival, um, having seen it a second time, I, I had about like six months of time between the two viewings. Second viewing. Um, the
2: first half of the movie is very slow. It's, <laughs> you know what, okay. Uh, no, uh, you're right, I just, I wouldn't say very slow, I'd say more, uh, glacial. Yeah, it's, I, <laughs> look,
1: it's, it, I'm gonna say things that you're not gonna agree with, but I, I will oh, say, man. um, it's, it's slower than I remember it being. It's, it's, um, but I, I don't think that, well,
2: the, it's funny because like a lot of things happen in it, so it's yeah. not like it's nothing's happening. It's just like it's it's no, <laughs> it's, it's its pace is so weird. It's it's a strange
1: thing because because having seen it a second time now, um, I want to like speak the praises of the editing while also being aware of the fact that it was paced really poorly mm. in the first <laughs>
0: hour or so because um, it we was really poorly we are breaking new ground. yeah Spencers. <laughs> okay wow
2: i'm, I'm in a bubble i'm in a bubble right like... now
1: surrounded by by contrary opinions so i might say things hey, i it didn't
0: have that much of yeah a i'm, I'm ca- I might be exactly between you two on we
1: <laughs> this well i'm curious I,
0: as as the mediator what, what were your thoughts uh i liked it i didn't like love it 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 wouldn't be my favorite movie of 2016, but mm-hmm. I I didn't regret watching it. I had a good time.
2: This is gonna be very controversial for you for you, but uh, Spencer, but uh, this isn't even my favorite Force Whitaker movie of
1: 2016. Uh, let me, of 2016, Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yes. get the hell I out of here.
2: Rogue One's a much better movie. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: I
0: agree, I
2: agree.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. Let me ask I you. I think it's a better
2: sci-fi
1: movie. Okay, please. okay. Actually, okay. no. This
2: is a better sci-fi movie, but Rogue One's a better movie. Rogue One's a better movie? Yep.
1: Okay. Uh, aside from Jen Erso and... Damn,
2: I can't even do the name. Cassian Andor... Mm-hmm. Anyone HUSO, else? so Anyone else. Saw Forest Forrest Whitaker, Galen Urso. I went from the core group. Orson thing. Krennic, Bodie, Bodie Rook. These are nothing worse. Aside on. from
0: Amy Adams. Yeah. Your turn.
2: <laughs> That's so <laughs> can different. Can you even name Amy Adams? That's so different. What was
0: Jeremy Renner's name? Paul.
2: No, it wasn't.
1: Can you prove me wrong? Yeah. Fuck off. I
2: can prove you. I just proved you wrong.
1: I'm no, you're one. missing my point. I'm trying to say that, like... They didn't. All the characters in that whole group served no purpose. Like, they had no. Uh,
2: purpose. hate to burst your bubble, but every character other than Amy Adams in The serves no purpose.
0: Okay. You no, know, because the general had to tell her what she already knows.
2: <laughs> right. They just have to mansplain everything to her again. <laughs> okay. Uh. These two movies are very different. They are.
1: I, but Rogue I, One's better. Oh, God, it's like you're saying you like cocaine instead of a nice piece of broccoli. Like, it's just, there are, doesn't matter. Um, it's ridiculous, I love broccoli. <laughs> oh, sweet, you love Arrival. Um, no. I, God damn it! I got him in a corner! I put him in a mental trap. Um,
2: I will say Arrival had the better alien design.
1: Yeah, Not their, their aliens were weird in this one. Yeah. Um,
0: and even then, though, I think it could have been cooler. But I didn't like the alien design in Arrival.
1: It looked awkward, I will say. Like, the fact that they had the, the tentacles, a giant, tw- like a, no, it was like a tiny hip
2: and then a giant torso. I think it would have been better if they never showed him at all. When yeah. I, first, I actually agree. When I first saw it, what I thought it was, was I thought that, like, it was like this and that this was a wrist and that the alien was actually That's what like I a thought. huge, I thought I was it like, was one dude. That, that would have be been dumb. really cool. That would be cool. But instead it was like, and I was like, okay, lame, but like, cool
0: how cool would it have been if they were talking to the wall and like you don't know whether you don't see the aliens or if like the mist is the species? Mm, yeah. Like that would have been so much more badass than seeing also, a squid yeah. pressed I against it was the glass.
2: Kind of lame that um, their way of writing is like they just shoot out ink that forms in the air. <laughs> it's like that doesn't make any sense. You can't have an entire writing system based around that.
1: I mean, so. My one of my things with this movie is that, like, I'm not gonna like decry any of your your issues with it because there are also your issues to have. No. But I, I mean, obviously, I, I won't decry any of your appraisals because they're your praise. Thank you. This is very very uh civilized. So you're raw. <laughs> yeah, will like, kill each other.
2: <laughs> no, no, but but better <clears throat> radio.
1: But I, I feel like there was for some reason with this movie. Because I think it took itself so seriously, I think we were talking about this earlier, because it took itself so seriously there was an air of of like people were finding plot holes or people were finding It's the looper effect. It's
0: it well so exactly, but but I think Whereas in Star Wars they don't take any of it seriously, so I'm willing to go, okay, it's a, the magical force, sure. But in arrival when they're like, Oh, the science and like this little squiggle means a question mark, then right. I'm gonna look for more
1: But my, no but my thing is is that is that they cover enough ground of the movie with with like realism. So so the fact that there's <coughs> no amount of space or no suspension of disbelief I think is a little unreasonable. Like
2: the the whole like Oh, that was a, the nitpickiest of nitpicks. I don't give a fuck if the aliens don't make any sense and they're right. I was just saying I think it's kind of lame. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I still I still I think, think it's a lazy design. But yeah. I, don't know. I mean yeah. yeah. They had to, it was otherwise But like we never, what does that say? We never see like (laughs) a, we've never seen another like movie with an alien in it where they're like, we're writing something and then the alien like pulls out an alien pen and writes something. Yeah. And it's like that would be cool because I'd be like, all right, that's interest. That's like a weird like parallel to this. And but like, it doesn't happen. It never happens. Well,
1: no. I mean, what I what I loved about this movie and what I still do love. Is, is that similar to, to Lad's Night, I think. I, um, similar to Lad's Night, it, it was a, a movie that took a trope. Last and, Night.
0: The movie Last
1: Night. Oh, sorry. Did I say... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was talking about the Lad's Night podcast, but, but um, Don McKellar's Last Night uh, is similar to Arrival in the sense that they both took the, the like, a trope, which is the Apocalypse movie or the Alien Invasion movie, and subverted it and turned it into something that I thought was a lot more human. Because Denis Villeneuve a have... lot more Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, no, but because because he could have easily done something that would have would have been you know acceptable and people would have liked it and would have probably made more money and, and if, if it had had more spectacle than, than you know and that's as far as I can tell easier. But but I, I I applaud that what they focused on in in this movie were the things that don't normally get attention, which is the communication efforts and and like
2: the specific characters and but here's the thing that's just close encounters of the third kind (laughs) that's the thing people keep going like this has never been done before but like i haven't seen contact but isn't it very similar and like close encounters of the third kind is exactly about that the whole music they have to and music's a much more engaging cinematic form of communication than a coffee scene <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. floating in the air. <laughs>
1: but that's. But I think that's a bit of an unfair, like. Sure, criticism. And, but like, Cause, cause it's not like. It's not like any movie is inherently yeah, entirely original. But I know? also
2: think this movie, I think Close Encounters, is a lot better than this movie. I think.
1: I think, as far as this movie goes, in the realm of of its own kind of zeitgeist, mm. it stands as original. I think. Yeah. Because, because at a certain point, you have to assume that people are going to borrow things from other... Sure. Know, um, it's just... Star Wars borrows from itself every movie, but... Um, this
2: movie, to me, feels like if somebody was going to, like, rip off Indiana Jones, but instead of a, like, a hard-boiled, like, fisticuffs archaeologist... They replace that character with like a nerdy reporter who just writes about everything that they see. Well,
1: no, no. See, <laughs> but like, I
2: thought I much thought, less
1: engaging. <laughs> to no, I me. thought I thought that was. I mean, yeah. At a certain point, it's just going to be like a like a binary thing of I liked it or I didn't like it. But I thought that that was what made it so singular. Which is which is it's that, definitely uh, unique. I just well, which is I which is like, that it's
2: unique in a good way. <laughs> since it's
1: since it's not you know by your analogy the the fisticuff you know like philosopher Mm -hmm. on an adventure but instead the the guy who's just writing about what he sees i think that gave us time to better understand a what was happening what what the people were going through especially with with and this is something that we'll get into because i have so many questions especially with the way that they structured the story and and amy adams whole history i'm waiting to get to i thought i thought that that arrival um created a more human story For a a film that was so heavily about aliens well here's the thing that let's talk about my big issue with
2: what you just said though in that I just I want to get I just want to say this and I'm done with this part but like what you said about it leaves us more time to develop these characters and see what's happening is like watching this movie again I was stunned by how little there are to these characters (laughs) Jeremy Renner's the quippy guy Forrest Whitaker's the just like no, nonsense And yeah, the they don't long, have the kind of. <laughs> they sides, don't, don't, don't have any character to. I don't even think Amy Adams, who we spend a ton of time with, her major characteristic is that she's tired. I will say I... <laughs> she's just constantly like.
0: And is a Mary Sue.
1: I'm so tired. Mary, no, she's not a Mary Sue. <laughs> she kind of like
2: subverts Mary Sue. <laughs> I would say Cause like because it's like she, has, she literally she has gets obviously. everything given to her and that's like the point of the story yeah mm.
1: and she's never like she's never faced with an obstacle that she immediately just um overcomes
0: i mostly just wanted to see if that would make you guys fight
1: um no but i i <laughs> my defense of what you just said even though i think it is valid is we're we're given everything we need which which might be i think we're given everything
2: we need for a 30 minute long movie
1: well no no because i think i think you can say and i might agree that that we could have gotten more and it would have been nice to get more but there are never any scenes that are lacking i think
2: like like whenever they hint at
1: romance well no but that that, no but that just (laughs) might that might just be stilted that might i don't think
2: that's an issue with with the
1: characters being undeveloped
2: yeah, yeah, because they don't again. Like that is a subplot that comes out of nowhere because we haven't really been getting like the best we can get from those two characters before. That is and you can cut all this, but like I'm gonna keep all. Of this. Is that Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams are friends? They're like okay with each right. other. But like if you're going to work in a half-ass like Jeremy Renner is falling in love with Amy Adams, have something other than my whole life stars. And what they mean. Like really all I had to be doing is looking at you or whatever. That okay, f- you so, mind okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So they like Jeremy their Renner's... relationship jumps so much at that point from like wow, it that was a good only idea. Jeremy Renner,
2: Amy Adams is just like I saw in the future that I fuck you, so I guess I'll go with it. Well, so no. I I will say.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: Well, so there are, there are inherent issues with the the logic system that they hold that they created with within their movie. But because we have the information that they eventually will end up together, that alleviates some of the necessity to have the inherent charm there. I yeah, know. I know like, that it's sounds like having like a, a character cat-
2: that's like this char- It's like it starts off with like a flash forward, and you see someone's dead, and it's like flashes back, and it's like, well, now you don't really have to care about them because you they're going to like die. So like, we don't need to get to know them. Like that. That's Road not one.
0: good. Screen. <laughs>
2: Rogue One doesn't start like that. <laughs> Rogue no, One starts implied,
0: awfully. No.
1: How many times do we move to a different planet in the first half hour? It's like seven. I don't, I don't,
2: problem, I don't get that argument. I hate that. I don't I know don't what know. planet they're on. I don't, I don't think where that the first, I don't think Rogue One's a great movie but like I don't a get a lot of the problems that people have with it. I, I make, think given everything that happened to it, I think it turned out a shockingly coherent product. I didn't care about <laughs> uh, that. It was my fault. My fault. Okay. Anyways, but um yeah, and so, like, I just, I don't feel like... It feels like a story that they had a lot of production notes where they were like, these two have to end up in love with each other. these two, And they were just like, fuck. So instead of going back and reshooting stuff, they just, like, reshot the ending and just kind of, like... And, like, put those subplots... <laughs> just like that? Just into the movie. Yeah, because that's, like, yeah. when Jeremy Renner... I shouldn't be when Jeremy Renner's, like... Like, I shouldn't be going, <clears throat> but I was because of yeah. how poorly and out of nowhere it's handled.
0: <laughs> you can't just say, oh, but and... they do get together as an excuse to not show them
2: getting well, together. No,
0: no,
1: okay, okay. So I wasn't saying that you don't have to show it at all. I
0: think there were enough few, like, like. There was nothing. There was, oh, wow, you, that was a really good idea to introduce that word to them. Like, oh, that was nice exchange, I guess, but that wasn't. They admire each
2: other's
1: intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that that I don't need to see them flirting every other scene because I'm sure well, that. Doesn't people... It doesn't have to be flirting. It just has to be like. I a stronger. I, this might be controversial, but I think that you guys would have had just as many issues if they did what you wanted right now, which is them flirting in every scene and showing chemistry. Yeah, because, because I don't think, think there needs like, to be like, well, a love sexist. story in this movie. Yeah. But
2: like if there's going to be, commit to it. You can't just half-ass it. <laughs> no, no, because I think I think what they found... In fact, that's something I liked about Rogue One more than this movie, because the girl and the guy do not kiss at the end, they just hug, and it's like, yep, because there was nothing setting that relationship up for them to kiss, so they hug. Jeremy Renner and Amy
1: Adams only sex. hug. We don't see them have sex. They have a kiss! Where do they kiss? <laughs>
2: they get married!
1: Yeah, that's all implied!
2: It's not implied! It's stated!
1: They never kiss in the movie. They hug at the very end, and then they have a baby. And in fact, we don't even That's say they make the a baby. That's the
2: most ridiculous argument I've no, ever heard. I'm just
1: saying that if, if your standard is is that they didn't kiss at the end, I understand that, that those are, there are different implications. Yeah!
2: but Because, okay... Cassian and Jin in Rogue One have as much chemistry as Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams have, but at the end of Rogue One, they're
0: not together. Because that makes no sense. It them. doesn't make any they're sense. Because they're working together. Yeah. You don't Jeremy Renner and like Amy Adams
2: first... at the end end up together for no reason.
1: <laughs> I, look, I, I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> you're a makes... white,
2: attractive person. You're a white attractive person. Let's make a white, attractive baby. I don't
1: know. Anyways, it's...
2: moving on. Beautifully shot.
1: Bradford Young yes. works fucking magic in this. He's yeah. gonna blow up. He's actually uh, shooting the Han Solo movie um, next, which <clears> which which has me excited. I'm, excited. I'm I i do not want to say it. Oh, I'm only
2: worried because I want a Han Solo movie to be colorful, and it's Brad be... it's Bradford Young. It's good. there's gonna be color. But like Bradford Young, the only color I remember from this movie, other than gray, is green because of like. Well, he makes the grass pop. Green, blue, gray. <laughs> it but that was blue, was...
0: orange, and green for a long time.
1: Yeah, that, that, I mean, there was, there was I intention. Orange. In One fairness, thing that I liked... in fairness, a lot of Villainville's movies are very flat. Yes. Which means that
0: might not be on Bradford. One right. thing I liked in this movie was... Young yeah, Bradford. <laughs> when she was, like, having her flash forwards, I guess, and then oh, so many questions. having her present day stuff, like, all the memories would be either blue or orange, depending on whether they were happy or sad. And then, like, she couldn't deal with it all, so she goes outside, and it's all very green, which is, like, right in the middle of those two colors. I liked that. That was probably my favorite thing that I walked away from. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, now now I'm just trying to think of all my favorite I'm things. I'm trying to not way. totally hate the movie in this podcast, because I didn't totally hate the movie. I'm going to... Can we, like, take a minute? Because I'm on refill
2: my
0: water bottle. Yeah. Um, Spencer I will just talk yes, about you liking can the movie. Talking about it. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I liked it. It was good, at parts. No,
1: yeah. I, well, so, that I mean, the, the thing is, is that, like... I don't know. It, it was, it was, there are so many good things about it, and, and I'm, I'm realizing now in discussion that there may be issues, but I should let you know, our water might just be hot. No,
2: it's cool. It's cool, though.
1: Okay.
2: Um, this is going to make terrible radio,
1: though. We're going to cut all this out and throw a jingle in, probably.
0: <laughs> oh, Freeman filling up his water bottle. <laughs> I have like seventy jingles to make. Yeah.
1: We're gonna release an album, pressed on vinyl, um, and we're back. Uh,
2: and on the album, it's just a
0: picture of Tim, like <laughs> just crying, with a T-shirt cannon. My <laughs> um, uh,
1: yeah. No, I thought I thought cinematography was good. I thought. Um, I want to talk to you about this, because we talked about <clears throat> it briefly. I thought the score was really good. Johan Johansson does a lot of good work in terms of... I didn't like it. Yeah, that's... I not that's, really that's, like it either. Come on! I'm just not... I have no support here. Um, Johan, Okay, so, so he's... Johan Johansson's done a lot of work with Villeneuve starting at Prisoners and going I think all the way up to Arrival, actually. Um, and... Uh, a lot of his work is super droning and, and synth heavy and, and really heavy and 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 foreboding and and overbearing and all these different things. And I thought this was a surprising change of pace, where he had no 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 I'm I'm I say that insofar as it's a balance between and and something that's clearly the opposite. It's which, a balance between
2: Trent Reznor and Hans Zimmer falling asleep at a piano. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, but I, I thought it was it was for a movie that if we're kind of going back to the whole color scheme thing for for a movie that that seems so balanced between colors as heavy as as orange and blue and then like a nice light green I don't know I just there's 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 a feeling that that they were able to elicit I think with the score that was really strong. You thought it was not good though?
0: Yeah, Freeman also thought it was not good for a different reason than I did, which I didn't think of but I now agree with him. <laughs> Bring it on.
2: I agree with his reason, too. So. <laughs> I
0: thought when I heard, and this didn't account for all of the music I heard in the movie, but a lot of it, especially when they were just entering their ship, sounded to me like, I, I don't know exactly what to call it, so I'll just say foreign or non-European, in that they were trying to portray the aliens <clears throat> as being alien, and they used music that to the average viewer would sound foreign.
2: It sounded like Middle
0: it sounded... I was getting some, like, Mongolian kind of throat-singy kind of stuff, some Middle Eastern, maybe. I don't know enough about uh, that those kinds of music to be able to specifically draw on what it sounded like, but it it didn't sit super well with me.
2: Why didn't you like it? Uh, well, my problem with it, I agree with that, I didn't think of that, but... Um... I also, I didn't like that a lot of it, when it isn't that yeah. This is CNN, live tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <There> <laughs> When it wasn't that, and it was the, like... Brah, that's, like, the exact same sound effect as the aliens talking. So, like, half the time, I wasn't sure if it was the aliens talking or the musical score. And sometimes they overlapped, and I was like... I yeah. don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, so... I just feel like there's a way you can make, and like they, it was obviously, maybe not specifically, but you're, it's implied that those are the sounds of the aliens. Well, so I'm, I'm and just, I think there's a way to do that without making it sound like sounds we have on Earth that just aren't. And also, well, I, I, I would just, I, I would just say, I
1: don't know. This this is gonna come down to just us disagreeing, so it's it's not. I'm not sure how far the actual conversation can go, but, like, I just – I feel like that's – like, because you were saying that you couldn't even really, like, place specifically what it was and, like, all these different things. So, I – like, it
0: – Yeah, so I could be wrong. That's just what I – I, I, didn't, I didn't want to
1: imply that. That That's what I was trying to avoid. I just
0: – That was the impression it gave me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like to believe that there's more intention behind it than them thinking like
0: hmm. No I'm sure there is more that's intention. That's foreign. No one will,
2: That's weird you know
0: like weird music I, huh? I can't speak on what I guess they were trying to do. Yeah, you know, I, I will know,
2: say but. I don't want to keep going back to this but like it's the most prolific alien usage of aliens in movies. In Star Wars like the Cantina Band—that's alien music because that's like a really interesting, of nowhere. The do 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 like, and it's it uses weird instruments, but it doesn't—it can't be placed anywhere here. And like that's composing and stuff, and it's it—I agree with him. Like that's an alien piece of music let's i'm not tattooing music is equally like I'm not Middle am be going star wars like... is a racist
1: movie can we say that really quickly I, well episode one's a racist sand movie. people there's some problems with tattooing that was, that was, tattooing. I
2: thought that was more like, sheer not, ignorance of the time okay i don't think george lucas was like fuck middle eastern people but like i i get that but um but And it would be weird if they're, like, moving towards the ship, and it's this, like, dour, muted colors, and you just hear, like... No, (laughs) yeah. But, like, that's, that's something that I feel like is unearthly in a unique way and I feel like the score this score probably could have done that instead of just like yeah okay well there's
1: a lot less of that than I think you guys are remembering there's there's not there's There's enough of that there's not just a track (laughs) of like like throat sing. like there there are droning sounds that sound similar to it I think and I think why I thought to bring it up was because it had a nice balance of what sounded very human and what sounded
0: very not human I guess it sounded easy to me, like it sounded like an easy way out for getting a foreign sound. I
2: do you think it's different? You keep saying in other well, <laughs> you keep you keep saying what? foreign. Do you think it's different in other countries? Well, it's like, foreign. I'm you, saying
0: foreign to like I, the, the American audience that is probably watching this movie. The Canadian American, the
2: North American. It's. I, I mean.
1: I mean. Okay. So. So. I don't know. I. I I brought it up because I knew that it would it would be something we wanted to talk about, but also because I thought it was just a good balance of what sounded human and what sounded not human. But something... you're right;
0: that it's not foreign to. That's not what I'm. No, no, I know, I know. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's a whole weird thing, but I. I... I liked it and you did. It's going to be a lot of this like I liked it you didn't. <laughs> Why? I disagree with you and then we move on. But let's get to the big ticket item of the night. Do we want to? Yeah, I right now. I, I want I, I have so many questions. Let me let
0: me, let me wrap on the, the, the score thing just before you go on to sexism or whatever. <laughs> I I don't know whether it was like a problem or not. I don't <clears throat> like I don't know, I know nothing about I was trying to say you were racist. I know I nothing in... about the production of the movie really. I just know that after hearing it, that's what was in my mind, and that's kind of what I was thinking about. Yeah, and that's kind of all I have. Yeah, to go off. I think no, it's and, and no, no,
1: yeah, no, I, I agree. And all I have to go off of is that I thought it didn't sound like that. So this isn't really like a like a really structured thing, but I just thought it was curious because I wanted to talk about that. That being said, Freeman,
2: please the floor. Is the, fl- <laughs> the floor is yours. Um, okay. So my biggest gripe with arrival, and this wasn't interestingly enough, this is something I thought of months after the fact, um, after seeing it the first time. But the whole so when I first saw it, I wasn't crazy about it, but I really liked the twist. Which we already said we were gonna spoil it, so So I'm going to break down the structure and the plot of Arrival. So it starts off with a probably like <laughs> a five minute montage of Amy Adams with a kid. Her daughter. And it's just going through and then going through like the birth her holding the baby for the first time to birth, life, and death. Teenage. Yeah. Teenhood. Where the the child gets the daughter gets a horrible rare disease that kills her. Cut, and there's this monologue going through it where it's like, I don't believe in dime anymore. And um, smash cut to Amy Adams looking sad walking through a school. We don't need like a shop for shot. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. So Amy Adams is a professor she goes and the entire time she's very somber we think she's very somber because she's lost a kid because structurally that's what the movie wants us to think is happening it's 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 what it tells us Cut two. I think here I'll just get a PDF of the script. Thirty minutes from the end, we learn that she's actually and she's been having flashbacks of her daughter talking to her and asking her questions and stuff. At least what we think are flashbacks. Yes. Cut two. The twist of the movie where it turns out that she's actually experiencing stuff that hasn't happened yet, and it's she's getting flash forwards, and suddenly we learn that she's never been a mother she hasn't been married she's she's just like and she's experiencing everything that's going to happen to her in the next like 20 years i take issue with this <laughs> and again when i first saw it i was like wow that's a really cool twist you know the whole time is like different and and then Kata freeman probably beating some eggs like in the kitchen a few months later you know in his as, underwear as just does. like you know La-de-da. Hold on a minute. And um, <clears throat> I think the st- structure and the story and the twist of Arrival make it a misogynist movie. Bold. Here's why. Bold. Not really. Here's why. Because Arrival is all about Amy Adams. We've established earlier that the other characters aren't really characters. They're very flat, two-dimensional men (laughs) except for like a woman who has another line somewhere in the middle but um and so we're like okay we're just following amy adams who's i love amy adams but she's never been better than enchanted oh she's never had a because all of her performances since have been the same thing she's been weepy eyed trying to be strong yeah Really? She's crying in every scene of that fucking movie. That's Jennifer Lawrence, not Amy Adams. No, Jennifer Lawrence is doing it too. I don't like either of them in that. I don't like that movie. But, um... So... Um... Where was I going with this? Yes, uh, so we think that she's sad the entire movie because that's like her whole... The tone of the movie is very somber for a movie that's all about hope and like the world coming together, it's all, it's very, like, dour and bleak feeling, um, and I think that's just Denis Villeneuve's, um, style, which is gonna make him great for Blade Runner, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, uh, Amy Adams is talking about, she's all sad and stuff, and it turns out that there's no reason for her to be We're never given a reason why she's so somber and stuff after we learn that all that stuff hasn't happened yet. And she can't be experiencing it yet because it only starts when the alien makes contact with her. Right. So what I'm saying is I think it's really exploitative of the film and it such as the nature of the twist, but of a twist movie. But I feel like it's a very exploitative and very gender charged even if it wasn't intended to be gender charged um problem with it because we think that the only reason that we have to feel for her is that she's a grieving mother and i i know people have said well it would be the same if she was a grieving father but like it wouldn't because they don't if if it was a grieving father surrounded by men it would be a different dynamic just in the way that it's written like inherently if it was a since it's a grieving mother and there's a line in it where she wakes up from one of her visions and Jeremy Renner's like, "What's wrong?" and she's like, "I couldn't explain it to you." And we think it's the bond that a mother feels when she loses a child. That's what she's talking about, like uh, the maternal instinct, um, which is true. He couldn't understand that. None of us can understand that because we're dudes. Um, and this is a problem because, like, it it's really it's just. Her, it's like we only feel bad for her because she's a mom that lost a kid, but then it turns out she isn't, and she's a really weak character for that. And like, I don't think it's I. So I, I would
1: say, <laughs> I, I would say, because I, I'm not gonna try and dissect all of that. There's a lot there, and, and a lot of it, which makes a lot of sense, I think. Um, but I think with the whole thing about her being somber at the very beginning, I think that's just. A case of rose-tinted glasses, where if the movie, I, I'm go back, <laughs> watch it again. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, this isn't gonna be a, a conversation that goes anywhere. But it's but she has the conversation with
0: her mother, where she, her mother asks her she, how she's doing. She's like, well, you know, you know, and me. I'm not saying
2: she, she has to be a beaming like ray of sunshine, but like. We only, we're going into this thinking that she just lost a kid, so that's our, like, sympathy hook for her.
1: Right, no, I, no, like, I, I'm i not, but... Whereas if you take that away,
2: there's no reason you would care. We don't care about she, the character. Yeah, she isn't an engaging person. Okay. And which only adds to my argument that this movie has no engaging characters. <laughs> I, I don't know. um, No, but, but, like, I
1: don't know. I don't think it's sexist to say that that, cause it, it's it's not specifically gendered, like you said. Like it, if it's but it is
2: no, but, but <laughs> even, even
1: no, but is. even if that's the case, like you were saying, the the maternal bond is something that exists regardless. <clears throat> so it's not like it's someone's putting that. It's not like someone's putting that on a female character and saying this is you now.
2: Well, uh, yeah, it is because that's our only well, attachment to her. N- no, the writer doing that. But but that uh, I don't know. And also, so after this i made this case in class to a resounding (laughs) silence or people disagreeing with me and afterwards somebody came up to me and was like i think it would be the same if it was a man i just think it's easier with a woman that it's a woman to like have that paternal which is exactly the point like it's an easier in for that character because we're like oh she's a mother like oh she lost her kid it's It's like an Aliens, which I love, but like Aliens is all about that. And like from the get go, it's like Sigourney Weaver's missing, like lost her child. She was not there for her entire life, which is fucked up in and of itself. But like that's the thing. And it's like that's so we know that about that's not her main drive throughout the movie, but it's like a kind of subtextual drive throughout. So like when you think about her relationship with Newt and stuff that develops, it feels justified. We understand it. And with this movie, it's like it's just it's using the twist that's complete bullshit because it hasn't even started yet. It's just like the narrative of the, the narrative flow of the movie to lie and to get us to care about a character that is otherwise weakly written. And can you name her? Can I name her? Yeah, what's her character name? Because <laughs> I can. <laughs> you can'. I can. Because I was paying attention this time, because I was like, alright, I said it was sexist, I really Don't know have- why I wasn't paying attention. I'm just, I'm just saying, but like, can you name her character? No, I cannot, but that Her character's name is Louise. That doesn't really matter, exactly, because like, she's not, a- uh, I was, Parker, I right, was hyper Parker. Parker, conscious of it during in Ian, the I
0: remember his name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> See? It's all there.
1: <laughs> and like. <laughs> and I should just say really quickly, this is a. I'm fighting someone who's who's fighting sexism. I, this is an uphill battle, which <laughs> is again a loaded statement. But because you're also I'm you a can, man.
2: You're everybody. Like you're you're the majority on this movie. Most people love this movie, so you're not alone. I'm just saying. Like, and people don't agree with me on this. Like the entire class, well, except the, for Tim. The, <laughs> no, no. The frustrating thing I is think, that right? the frustrating okay, okay. thing
1: is 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 in your 10 minute monologue of of, of dense. Uh, speech. There, there were moments that were making sense, and I'm, I'm having to come to terms with the fact that it might be sexist, and that's not something that I want to realize. So I'm going to fight harder. <laughs> Fuck off. No. This is not a victory. What do Here's you disagree the thing, with?
2: Though I also have the exact same argument with Sicario. I have the exact same problem with Sicario. So ah! we'll go into that later. No, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why this is fun anymore. Sicario is all about a woman trying to do a man's job, and then the men teaching her that it's not her place. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's,
2: that's what's a carryover. Wait, up. so what do you disagree with? What? I don't
1: know anymore. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Come on, it's your favorite movie of last no, it's year. Not. You it's said a, it was going to be a classic. shit movie. I hate it. Villanova's a hack. That's not true. The whole thing's poorly edited. The
1: pacing's shit. The music's racist. <laughs> the characters are sexist. They all have nothing to say. It means nothing. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. So. Oh.
0: But it was really well shot. Mm, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. I hate this.
1: <laughs> Is Enemy racist? Please tell me that's racist or that.
2: Well, it does use yellow. Color. Oh, I hate you! Oh, wow. I've never seen Enemy. And here's the thing I haven't seen Prisoners and I haven't seen Enemy, which are like the two movies that got people really in with Villeneuve, so like. A lot of people don't like Enemy. I'm sure if I watched those... It's a love Yeah, I'll be like, there are no women in this. This is great. But what's interesting about this is, going into Arrival, 2016-2015 uh, had a very interesting relationship in terms of Denis Villeneuve because I saw Sicario, which is written by... Taylor Sheridan. Thank you. And directed by Denis Villeneuve. And I had... I was like, I don't... This movie's weirdly paced... I I think it's kind of misogynist like it's it's weird and I was wondering who it was going to be in the next year Taylor Sheridan wrote Hell or High Water and Denis Villeneuve directed Arrival Hell or High Water has some problematic women characters but like it also has barely any and it's an amazing movie it's like supremely well written yeah uh it's tense as shit and I realized that all of my problems with Sicario are directly because of Denis Villeneuve. As, a, like, as, by comparing those two movies, because all my problems with Sicario were a lot of my same problems with Arrival. But then, Sicario <laughs> should
1: still be Taylor Sheridan's fault. No, because, because there's a lot of... Well, yeah... Because, no, no. Taylor Sheridan, a, yes. the director doesn't direct... Like, they direct plot, but, but a writer is the one No, but it's like who, how you said, the narrative. where it's
2: like... It's like um, when I said that it was kind of arrival was kind of drab and how it was shot because it's like a lot of muted colors and stuff. Yeah. You were like, "That's just Denis Villeneuve style," and I feel like it's kind of d- director. A director like Denis Villeneuve has a lot of fingers and a lot yeah. of the pies, and it's, yeah. so he definitely did have something to do with the story and stuff. I'm not saying Taylor Sheridan's perfect and like flawless for this. He isn't, but I think Arrival is a lot of Denis Villeneuve, just as Sicario, is a lot of D- Vill- Denis Villeneuve, and I think that they're the same a lots of Denis Villeneuve. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I got nothing. What What am I supposed to do? I
1: don't, I don't know. I like make your argument. No, no, I don't have <laughs> one. Who loves the... this movie? I did. I don't know. Oh, I did No, no, not...
2: Arrival for you. You own a Blu-ray of it. Because
1: I like watching it, but the things you're saying aren't wrong. So, so I'm on a weird weird gray area of, of who knows what. I don't know. Mark's like,
2: going to be so pissed off listening to this. Because already... like there are no wrong opinions except for thinking that a rival is misogynist.
1: Oh, God. It's already like <laughs> an hour long. He's going to not even get through half of this. Um, we can cut this way down.
2: I'm yes. going to put all of <laughs> the fucking a, shit in. I have a lot of pauses.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's it's... It's. It doesn't make me dislike the movie. I, no. I'm. I'm gonna keep watching it, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep enjoying watching it because there are a lot of things that I like about it. But all of the things you guys said are not things that I disagree with. Having now listened to you articulate them to their fullest extent, I hope. Um, so it, it's just a. It's just a weird realization, is all. Because now suddenly I don't really have any response to it. Because I just all I can say is, yeah. <laughs> so so that's. that's true closing remarks? Do we need any um
2: just to wrap up the podcast?
1: Yeah, no. I I don't know. Um it I like it. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. Oh, you yes can you
0: stick do. up. For Come it. on. Yeah.
2: No,
1: no. I I'm not I'm not like I'm it's not the Now your tell.
2: favorite movie of 2016.
1: No, Arrival is still my favorite. Okay.
2: Movie in well, no, I'm not.
1: I'm not trying to play the victim so that you guys go easy on me and feel bad for me. That's. I realize. I I'm don't. <laughs> so. no, it's a little just, cold. It's a little <laughs> cold.
0: Um,
1: you had pretty strong convictions, so just. I
0: don't know. Maybe it'll change. I had strong,
1: mind. unchallenged convictions. Is what I had. They
0: were challenged. Not entirely. I Why mean. Yes.
1: Yeah. No. I know. But that's, like, in brief moments is yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. That's it was. True. Like uh, you're challenging me. We, we never got to. Sit you're at currently table challenging f- me <laughs> on me saying that I'm agreeing with you, which is which is funny. But um, I didn't mean to... no, no, I did, I was just saying because it doesn't matter. Um, I taped a bunch of knives to my feet before coming up here. I've just been like, cat's how he <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, no, I, I I um I still like it. I still think it's really well made. But but what you guys are saying is true, and and it's just it's. uh...
2: Yeah. I think it is a well-made movie.
1: Yeah, no, no, I and and I don't, I, I like, it's a weird thing because it's suddenly it's it's we're having a conversation where it's like we, at least in my mind, it feels like at the end of the conversation we should have some kind of like, oh, and then we're like meet in the middle, but like that's not what's happening right now, um, so it's just weird because it's just like we kind of say our piece. I realize that I agree with you on some things, and then it's like yep, that's it, because <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't have anything else more to add like. I would be agreeing with you if I had realized these things beforehand. So. Um, but like at the same
2: time, it's still your favorite movie of twenty sixteen. Yeah, no, I,
0: I like. I, Better than Hunt for the Wilder People, which was my no. favorite movie of twenty sixteen.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: It's like that's a
1: phenomenal movie. Amazing movie. Um, I think it wraps up a little too quick. Um. Oh, you
2: see, if I have any fault with Hunt for the Wilder People, I think it wraps up a little too long. <laughs> huh.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I hate you. Why are we
2: friends? I, I, and that's genuine. Like that's my one thing. I feel like the ending goes a li- like a minute or two too long. Yeah.
1: So, hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It'll. It'll. I mean, it's still probably my favorite movie, twenty sixteen. I just it's watching it. These things will be apparent. Like I, I, don't, I don't. I I like. I literally. Have no, like I, I don't I I'm motioning to the microphone I, I have nothing that I can really say right
2: now. Can we title this one episode whatever in which Tim and Freeman break? Spencer? <laughs> I don't know what what I thought would
1: happen going into this like it was too just one. started like a flash it's like, forward it's not like, just Spencer going no no I know there's I,
0: no victory and defeat if you all talk about something and your mind has changed after it that's only for the better
1: for the better but it's still it's still it, it puts it in a different shade like. Mm. I, I look at Arrival differently now, yeah. Which funny. which is a bummer because previously I looked at it with a lot more praise than I currently do. So it's it's it's, we, it's it's like finding out that you're that you don't meet your heroes. I guess it's different for me if you don't have
0: much attachment to it, and I could be swayed to like it or not like it, and be like, neat. Oh fuck off! That's not what I was. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's what I would be because I don't have I didn't ha- going into this I didn't have as much of the love or hate as either of you. So having my mind changed wouldn't be such a, a rip. Yeah, as yeah. much. We yeah. need to
2: start this podcast off now with Spencer. Just going. <laughs> and then it's just like, just me I don't understand what brain damage.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's it. Join us next week. When we talk about a movie that we currently don't
2: no. know we're watching yet. Oh, do we know? I asked. Oh yes, it's like a mumbled oh. core. This hammer so heavy or something. Yeah, yeah. This, this,
1: this hammer so heavy is actually what it's called. And really? then we, yeah, and then we're watching an episode of Nirvana the Band Show.
0: My Winnipeg was bad.